Y is for yuck and yum. Hi, I'm Beck from Be Free Emotional Fitness Training, and I support women and girls to become emotionally stronger. And I'm Vern from Move Forward Mentoring, and I specialize in male mentoring, helping boys and men find their passion, speak from their heart, and build better relationships. And together we are Rekindling Relationships. We work with couples through mentoring sessions, as well as facilitating communication and creative workshops to build deeper connections. Welcome to our podcast designed to help you strengthen and bring more fun into your partnership as well as create a more loving, healthy and strong connection. Hi everyone. Hey everyone. And we've got an interesting topic for you today. Yeah, yuck and yum. Would you like to explain what yuck and yum is oh, you're, then? You're good. I like the way you pass that back. My perspective is your yuck and your yum are things you like and you don't like. Now, on a superficial level, that could be I don't like the feeling of chalk which made it really hard when I was a teacher many years ago to actually pick up chalk. What we're talking about in Yuck and Yum is maybe what you prefer intimately. Yeah, damn, I was going to cover you in chalk. That was one of my fantasies. <laughs> killed it for oh, me. Actually makes the, actually makes <laughs> the hair. The shivers, oh, my it? goodness, the hair on the back of my neck just went up. The idea I was hoping of like you'd be a teacher yeah, with a ruler and the <laughs> chalkboard, blackboard. Oh, I think that is one of your yums, isn't it? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Reason we want to talk about yuck and yum, as we see it's pretty important to know what your partner likes and what they don't like and what they're interested in, knowing what their yum is so you can talk about it and have conversations about how you might bring more of that yum into your love life. Which creates a bit more excitement. It does. The first time that Beck would have heard this expression is when I would have said to her, don't yuck my yum and don't bag out my thing I like. <laughs> I don't know what context it actually was in, but we use the expression quite a lot now. We do. And it's become your catchphrase. It really has. And one great thing in the exploration of this relationship and intimacy is finding out more about what you what you like. Hmm. You know, there's there's not a lot of things you don't like, it seems. <laughs> oh, just tell the world, man. I'm so okay with that. Not. <laughs> Did I go too far? It's so okay. I'm getting over my prudish. Let's say you're English upbringing. So tell me about that. Tell me about getting over your prudish upbringing and stepping into your yums. Well, maybe that's a, a good little spot to mention that there will be people out there that are really uncomfortable about talking about this stuff with their partners, but everybody has things they like. So I imagine there's. A lot of people out there that have things that they'd like to explore more but sometimes we're a little bit reluctant about saying that because it can feel embarrassing we might feel shamed or judged so you have to really feel comfortable with your partner or safe or mm. trust them to be able to just say what you like yeah it's so true isn't it because the closer you are the more connected you are the more you trust each other the safer you feel, then the more likely you know you can say something about what you like intimately, how you like to actually be touched, how you like to be held. And that's okay. And you know your partner is not going to 
I don't know, freak out or make a big fuss or turn it into something else. It's actually about them hearing you, them understanding you and hearing you and be able to hold that space and realising that what they're hearing is the thing that you like and that's a really important thing to know. Mm. What would you suggest to people out there that are a bit uncomfortable about having this conversation? I think first is an understanding that when you're hearing another person's yum, what they like, that person's probably being a bit brave to actually say it. Mm. So there's got to have a bit of compassion there and be like, oh, okay, you're really getting, going out there speaking about this thing, which, yeah, definitely, like you said, Beck, you could feel shamed about, you can feel really uncomfortable about, depending on your upbringing, depending on your background and your past experiences. You might never have had a conversation about what you actually like. And sometimes we think that what the other person likes is what we like. That's true. And, and we can't expect them to know what no. we like like we're not mind readers yeah it's so true one little game that we play together which i really like it's one that's actually i think helped us understand each other and each other's bodies more and it's one we spoke about in another podcast it's sort of two minute game or i sort of call it the spotify game and what we do is put on a really nice playlist bit of a mix bit chilled and then we'll have a song each and what will happen is as soon as the song starts one person says to the other so i might say to beck I would like you to scratch my back. And for that song, she scratches my back. And then for the next song, she might say, Vern, I'd like you to play with my hair. And then I just play with her hair for a whole song. So it allows for this sort of slow intimacy to happen, but also for you to be able to tell the other person what you actually like. I might say, I really want you to squeeze my bum. Beck might be okay with that, but she might not be okay. She might be like, oh, yeah, look, I actually would rather just squeeze your legs. And I'd be like, cool. That's a nice compromise. Do that. Mm. So it's not her yucking my yum, but a compromise um, and a conversation about what I like and also what Beck would be okay doing. That's a great game too because it takes the seriousness of this conversation, doesn't it? Because it can be really daunting if you are a bit uncomfortable about having these kind of conversations, but you want to, you know, put a bit more spark or have a bit more fun in your relationship we just get to know each other a bit deeper it's a great way to take that seriousness off it and it's a game so you know you're having a game for a couple of minutes you get a song each where you get to pick what you want to do you know and things can get pretty funny depending on what song comes on yeah it's fun yeah it's a fun game and the good thing i think is that you get to learn what the other person really likes what they like having done to them so they're in control of it it's sort of like they are by having this game and asking you to do something is giving you consent to do this thing mm. and i think that's really important yeah consent yeah and it means that rather than one person trying to sort of push onto the other person what they would like it means that you've got to really be more aware you've got to be a lot more present in that mm. moment because you're giving to another person but you're also realizing as you're doing it what that person likes and i think it's really good to make sure you have slower sort of music more chilled music so you can take this really slow to start off with in the your playlist it might get faster and more heated in the you know as you go along mm. i think really important and i say this especially for i'll say this for men is you have to start slow. You have to always start slow. Go slow, go slow, go slower than you think you need to go. Go slow. Because I know a lot of men, if they have an understanding of intimacy through pornography, then the idea of asking what the other person wants might be 
strange to them. But also moving slowly might also be strange, but it's guaranteed to help you in the bedroom because it doesn't have to happen quickly. I think it's a great game to start off with and then you can have those bigger conversations about, you know, what you like and don't like. So let's talk about um, your yums. Oh, good. What have you learned about yourself in and your yum in being in this space with me, being an intimate space with you? I've learned to be comfortable with talking about them, for one, because I think my upbringing hasn't encouraged that, to be comfortable about talking about what you like and don't like in the bedroom. <laughs> I don't think many people grow up doing that. I don't think as we as a society no. value it. No. And you're a very playful person, partner, so it's easy. I find it easy to talk to you about what I like and don't like. And I know that there's still this level of discomfort with even having this podcast, talking on this podcast about it. <laughs> I can see. But it's actually great. I, I love how far you push yourself. I know that it's something I, you know, I need to push zone. into. Yeah. So that m- makes me do that more too. But it also does add a fun element to your relationship. It means that your intimacy isn't just one flavour. Mm. It's not just this vanilla where people go through the motions when they're in an intimate space. They forget that they're with a person who ha- might have needs or wants or desires and it brings it back to a conversation about, oh, what do you really like? What do you feel like tonight? And then in that playfulness and in that exploration, you get to sort of meet each other on a new level, don't mm. you? What would you suggest to people where one person is quite adventurous in the ba- in the bedroom and I might not even be in the bedroom, hey, whatever. Um, in the bathroom, <laughs> on the couch. In the park, I don't know, whatever. Oh, in the park. <laughs> <laughs> Which park are you going to? <laughs> oh, I haven't talked to you about that one. <laughs> Is this another one of your yums I'm just finding out about on podcast, am I? <laughs> not the playground. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> On the swings. <laughs> she had his parents out there who looked at those swings and gone, I reckon we could find a better oh, use for that. Seesaw. Um, <laughs> seesaw. <laughs> How does that even work? <laughs> what would you suggest to people who there might be one person in the relationship that's quite adventurous and one person that is, in your words, a bit vanilla? Mm. How do they work that out? Well, maybe it's that trying to find where you can meet. Mm. And that is like that game's perfect for that because you can actually start off. And the game does not, this is really important, I think, at the very beginning of this game is to emphasize this game does not have to lead to sex. Because when there's a destination, mm. then what we do is we might rush a little bit to get to the end point. Mm. This game is actually all about getting to know each other. Mm. And getting to know each other is getting to know what parts of their body like they like to be touched or scratched or bitten. Just having fun. Having with fun each other. and just enjoying each other's body mm. and taking time. Mm. You know, like when we play this game, there's probably, you know, it's three, four minute songs, but we'll do this for at least an hour mm. because it allows for back and forth and time, just enjoying each other's bodies. As well as playing that game. The conversation needs to happen and that can, as you've mentioned, be a really hard conversation if you've never had it. So maybe it's sitting down and saying, all right, let's just talk about what we might like to try or explore with each other. 
and it being this really simple question and starting really basic. But I think it's all about consent. It's all about saying, okay, do you feel like you'd like to try this? And the other person going, yes, that sounds good. So there's a, a conversation back and back and forth mm. rather than, you know, if, if someone gets pressured to do something they don't like, then that builds mistrust because mm. then you don't trust the other person because mm. you feel like, oh, they've had an agenda and they're pushing their agenda on you rather than they're actually wanting to meet you where you're at. I think even having a date or taking time just to have this conversation is really important. And if you can't have this conversation with your partner, then what's stopping you? Mm. What, because what maybe, story? yeah, what story is stopping you? Why do you feel uncomfortable about having this conversation? What's happening for you in your relationship where you can't express what you want? What do you think someone should do in that situation where someone's quite adventurous and the other person's not? What do you think they might be able to do? I think what you said, I would have suggested the compromise as well. But, you know, having having the conversation, playing the fun game, because sometimes it's just about people feeling a little bit more comfortable and then they feel a little bit more adventurous. Mm. So if you can mm. make the other person feel more comfortable mm. and reconnect with them, mm. then they're more likely to actually want to explore. Yeah, and don't take it too seriously. I think sometimes we take this conversation too seriously. When I think about men I mentor and they talk about not having being intimate with their partner for a while, I feel like what happens is they are not intimate at all with their partner until at night as they jump into bed or in bed and then all of a sudden that's when they try and get a little bit more amorous. And their partner, who is like spring it on their partner, they haven't touched their partner all day, they haven't held their hand, they haven't sent nice texts, they haven't done the things which allow for their partner to sort of step in there with them. So I think it has to be this conversation that happens over time it's not something you just work out in one go you're constantly trying to learn about each other and that's asking questions and Mm. that's basic good relationship is listening to each other but asking questions of your partner learning about them and i think it changes like i think as you have these conversations more as you play these games as you feel more comfortable your desires or fantasies or whatever you want to name them your yums change or become more or different you know and that's it's always an important conversation to revisit yeah i mean your yums have changed over time haven't they (laughs) oh please bring them up again (laughs) i like doing it i like looking at the expression on your face when i say it and you're just like trying to it's like oh he's doing it again trying to go do you find it easy to talk about because you're a very outgoing personality that nothing much phases you you can't really say anything that's uncomfortable in your presence and nothing shocks you so have you always felt like that though oh because it seems easy for you yeah i think it it's got easier i think it's something which i didn't do in my 20s probably into my 30s it actually took me to my 40s to probably feel comfortable enough in myself to have that conversation but I actually didn't ever get told that that was a thing to have you didn't you know having a conversation about intimacy like Mm. oh really you do that like why Mm. don't you just do the thing rather than talk about the thing Mm. and as I've got older I realized oh actually by talking about the thing by communicating really clearly about what you want and what you like and um, what you'd like to do as well in a space allows both those people in the space to relax because you sort of know where it's heading there's no surprises Mm. but you also are able to create a safe space where both of you get to express 
your sexuality in your own way. So do you hold back at all? Do you ever feel like a little bit uncomfortable now saying what you like or, or don't No, like? I'm pretty good at that. I feel like I just say what comes into my head. I don't worry too I much about so, it. I thought so, but I thought I'd ask. <laughs> but I do think that in that space, I'm very easy to talk, but there are definitely other things that when we talk about when we're sitting there. When I talk about the conversation where I've mucked up and then I look stupid and I feel a bit shamed. <laughs> their conversation done and have talking about in, getting intimate with you pff, yeah I'll have those conversations any day <laughs> <laughs> so is there any other tips you want to give people or should we wrap it up don't yuck somebody else's yum <laughs> I think we should end on that <laughs> don't just rather than yuck their yum learn about their yum what yeah. makes them tick learn it's what fun. makes them tick have it's fun. fun have fun with it have fun because yeah. yeah it should be a fun space and when it is a fun space, I really feel like that when that part of your life is really fun and light and enjoyable, it just flows into other parts of your life. Mm, it does. It's the same as when that part's not working, then, yeah, it can make other parts of your life really hard. So I think it's a really important aspect to work on. So play that game. Have some fun. Have some fun. Have a conversation. Yeah. Let us know how you go. See you next week. For Z is for zero sum game. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and follow us. And check out our website at rekindlingrelationships.com. Bye for now. See ya.